Hey guys, Alex here. Before we start today, I just want to let you know that the audio on this episode kind of sucks. It's mostly my fault. We, I've been on the road a lot recently and we haven't sprung for a good road kit yet. I've re-recorded in a few places where it made sense. Uh, otherwise, it just might sound like my voice is skipping or that I'm reporting live from a tin can. But I am aware of the problem and we're trying to fix it for future episodes. Also, sorry this episode came out so late. See previous excuse. Oh, and then also before we start, I want to tell you, we're doing a slightly new thing today. Sometimes in, in, instead of the Audible ad, we'll, sort of, we'll switch out for an ad for readdeshweep.com slash Amazon. All that does is it forwards you along to Amazon.com, but after you do that, a small percentage of everything that you buy goes to us, and that would be hugely helpful for us. It might even help us be able to afford a good road kit. So um, you, you see, it turns out it was actually your fault that the audio was so bad because you hadn't done that yet because we hadn't told you yet. So it's our fault. Anyway, com slash Amazon and then buy stuff like... I know uh, classes are going to start again in a few weeks for some of you. So if you had to buy a bunch of textbooks, for example, that would be an excellent time to go to com slash Amazon and give us a couple bucks. So thank you so much. Now enjoy your The Hunter from the Future. Good morning, meet suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 152. We have now done as many episodes as the number of diapers in a bag of Pampler's swaddlers. Speaking of shitty things, this week we're talking about the 1983 classic, Your Colon, The Hunter from the Future. Wait, are we going to talk about your colon today, Alex? Yeah, my colon is hunting you from the future. Your your colon will destroy the future. Also, the alt title for this film was A Connecticut Yankee in King Ugg's Court. <laughs> I thought of that. Not not that. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, wait. Yeah. No, hold on a second. I was watching a different movie that, that, that reminded me of that. I watched um, Idiocracy, yeah. and um, it, it's like that in the future. It's like instead of someone going to the past and being the smartest person, someone going to the future and being the smartest person. Ah, so it was like a Connecticut Yankee in King Laser's court. Exactly like that. Everyone in this movie is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are exceptionally beautiful. And of course I'm talking about your. Your what? That's not going to be first routine. Yeah, the best part of that was the dead silence and then you totally giving up. You're like, you're right, you guys. Your silence is correct. <laughs> If I could be silent during that period, I would have. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial membership, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, any one of their 100,000 plus titles, and you support our show, both of which are critical to the future. You are supporting our show and you're getting a free audiobook, so go do that now. Also, this episode is sponsored personally by Scott, who was our first ever episode sponsor. You may recall he was the one who sponsored the uh, unbelievably awful Wild Animus. <laughs> and this is sort of his, like, consolation prize to us. Uh, if you want to force us to read any or watch any topic of your choice, go to readdeshweep.com slash sponsor. Uh, for a very small fee, you can choose anything under the sun, and we will review it for you. Uh, movies, TVs, or now uh, books, even longer books will allow. So get in there, sponsor a book or a movie now. I'd crawl to you, baby, and i follow the door. Feet and I'd howl at your beauty let the dog in heat and I'd clod your heart and I'd tear at your sheet I'd say please I'm your man uh 
hey, look, let's, uh, let me introduce you to the panel today. I'm your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are my friends. Let me introduce you. First, he's from San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Hi, Alex. In my free time, I enjoy drinking the blood of my enemies. It makes me stronger. It burns, though. Yeah, for the weaklings, maybe. And probably tastes <laughs> all like iron. Yeah, I guess so. They, those, those dinosaurs probably had a, a healthy uh, kale-rich diet. <laughs> kale and cayenne pepper. Uh, also joining us today, uh, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Hey there. You wouldn't think it, but I'm surprisingly nimble on a rope swing. <laughs> yeah, that guy was. Despite my advancing age, pot belly, and balding head. <laughs> you were actually good at everything. Yeah. Like, you were well, secretly a great range hunter. Also joining us today, he's one of America's finest touring stand-up comedians. He's also the host of the highly entertaining and incredibly personal podcast, The Rutledges, uh, which you can find at rutledgeradio.com. Reporting live today from Billings, Montana, it's Gabriel Rutledge. Yes. Raise your children to the heavens in an homage to the gods. <laughs> what if they're yeah, the for King. sure they were going to sacrifice some it's children? It's what it looked like. I was that's waiting for it. I was like, one of those kids is going down, no, but no. Yeah, I just thought circle of no, life, guys. The gods just want you to give them an airplane. <laughs> and then they just put the kids down and like, go about your day. The gods are happy now. That's what we do in the morning. We raise our kids up and then we go about our day. Or one of the kids yeah, after just, your dead homies and then you're fine. <laughs> Someday, Simba, all of this will be yours. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we've talked a lot about the movie already. Let's get the plot clear so that you can follow along with the rest of our discussion. <laughs> clear is a bit. We'll see. I'm still Chris working is on that. Strong, so we'll see what he can do. Chris, please summarize today in the style of the yeah. evil overlord's monologue. It is a prehistoric time when men live in caves and fight dinosaurs and wear fur loincloths that don't look comfortable. Among these men, Yor the Hunter is the best at everything. He has blonde hair and big muscles and kills hella dinosaurs with his big axe. He also has this cool medallion, and he doesn't know where it comes from, but I'm sure it'll come up later. See, when Yor rescues a village from a dinosaur, like he does, the village invites him to feast with them. There he meets Kala, this sexy lady, and is accompanied by her father figure, Pack, who has a potbelly. All is well, and they eat and drink, and Kala does a sexy dance. But before anything further can happen, the village is raided by blue-skinned cavemen wearing fur and lots of fur and blue skin, and they and hate everybody. They kill almost everyone. And play this really nice techno music and spit paint That's on right. everybody. <laughs> uh, and they take some prisoners, and they kill the rest of the villagers, and it's bad. And Yor does his best to fight them off, but Kala is captured. And Pack and Yor gotta go rescue her. So, Yor kicks some ass. And he swings his axe, and Pack picks off dudes from afar with his bow. And they rescue her, and they destroy the blue guy's cave by totally flooding it. And uh, take that, blue dudes. So, to find out more about this medallion that we brought up earlier, Yor knows he needs to travel to the desert to meet this blonde chick who rules over some zombie-looking sand people. And she has a medallion, too. Where does it come from? Well... Apparently, Yor and this blonde girl come from the sky or something and are better than normal people because of eugenics, and they fall madly in love. And Kala is really jealous because Yor is her man, so step off, bitch. But before the drama can happen, the four are attacked by more blue dudes, and Blondie hits her head and dies. So now there are just three. So they go to another village, they kill another dinosaur, they feast some more. Uh, they realize that some guy came from the sky in a ball of fire and was killed by sticks. So they go to this island where they think he came from. 
doesn't make sense, uh, to <laughs> find out that it's ruled by the Overlord, this evil guy, and he's ruling over all the nice future folk in jumpsuits with an <laughs> army of iron-fisted android soldiers. Boo, hiss. Bad, okay? But Yor is badass. And with a little help from the future people, uh, he plants a bomb in the base, he kills the Overlord, and blows their shit up. And then he returns to prehistoric life, determined <laughs> to use his knowledge of the future, blah, 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 dinosaurs. There you go. I, I was so glad that I was not Chris watching this, because I did not want to have to retain any of it. <laughs> I mean, the plot was so simple. It was like caveman simple. I mean, Chris like got a lot of detail in there, but the basic plot was just it was the same old story, right? It's like Yor gets girl, Yor loses girl, Yor gets girl back with interest. It it was it was simple, but it was still confusing <laughs> because they, like, they it traveled was, like, to so many different people, places, right? I mean, it was, yeah, like the the original title, the title of the movie should have been "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. Of. Wait, what? What's it? Okay, I still don't get it. All right, let's get into our compliment sandwich now. We like to start and end every episode with a compliment. It's how we feel like fair and legitimate criticism. Gabe, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I guess I'll go first. Go for it. What am I, an asshole? I'll go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I guess first, uh, I like, I sort of I like the genre of uh, prehistoric past with futuristic yeah. laser things. Uh, not since the Flintstones meet the Jetsons <laughs> Christmas special have I seen that pulled up so well. Ago, I've already forgotten where there was like people brought knives to laser fights. Um, to, to laser fights, there was Lost Continent. No, no, that was right brought, before like, that. I can't even remember fights. now. This has only been what, maybe a month. Oh, yeah, it was oh, pro, where was there, it that was prehistoric. That was like medieval times with lasers. This is yeah. all the way back. They, <laughs> also. Yeah, the 80s were big on so lasers. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how they immediately let you know who the hero of the movie is. Because everyone in the beginning of the movie is like a bearded, dirty, long-haired, like, downtown Portland crusty punk. Slash homeless person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like you have a cardboard sign and a baby yeah, pit bull puppy. like too much of a vegan to drink his enemy's <laughs> blood. Right, right. It's organic, bro. It's cool. And then, uh, and then, all this blonde, mulleted, greased up, the guy. Oh, gee, I wonder who the hero of the movie is. You know, Doug, I think is the word you're looking. Look like a young Ric Flair, like a hot Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude went on to play Captain America in the TV show. Oh. So he's wow. all he he's really? all American type guy. You know. I guess no one saw that. The downside to Captain America is he probably had a shirt on the whole time. Yeah, well, that's true. He still has to fill out the uniform, though. Plus, like, there's the song in the beginning when they show Yor, like, trotting down a hillside. It's like, Yor's world, he's our man. Yor's world, he's our man. It's like, it's Yor's world, man. We're just living in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yor's world, Yor's well, world. Me... <laughs> Laser time. Let me just let me just use this to transition to my compliment, then, because my compliment is, uh, is mostly for Yor. Uh, so, like... He is hanging out uh, wearing just the loincloth and some Ugg boots, yeah. and then he's got a, a, an axe made from a stick and a chiseled rock like a giant arrowhead. Yes. And yet, he has a beautifully shaved chest. <laughs> yes. So my compliment is for his tenacity, because shaving a chest with arrowheads is, that is some dedication to being beautiful. <laughs> I assumed it was waxed, you know? 
Where was the wax? Where did you get hot wax? Or lasered off. People? We have lasers. Because he well, left that's the possible. island. Well, then I... That's less well. Then I'll still compliment him for finding Vaseline on this island and covering himself with it before every fight. <laughs> also, oh, no, uh, in the future we'll all secrete that. Kudos, <laughs> kudos to the ladies for uh, living in prehistoric times with rags for clothes, but still time for eyeshadow. <laughs> like, right. just, that's what I time. like. Everyone is a, is dedicated to it being attractive. Just in case a hunter from the future jogs through, you got to be ready. You don't know when your knight in shining loincloth will run through. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Ezra, why don't you make it your compliment time? Um, okay, well see, I don't know about you guys, but I got some good interior decorating ideas because you're like, okay, I have a pit of uh deadly eels in my living room and I don't know what to do with it. And the issue is the de- Yeah. Yeah, in the blue skin guys eels. um cave when they captured Kalau. Oh, there was like were, you know they would that was a yeah they had torture there were torches and just kind of eels hanging out yeah I just assumed it was a wet snake pit as opposed to a an eel pit. <laughs> as opposed okay, to a, a damp snake eel pit, pit. <laughs> <laughs> potato potato Alex I'm really okay either way <laughs> well I don't know like I, I think of snakes as being deadly and eels as being just greasy and weird and delicious when barbecued and and made make wallets out of them no but none of these things do I think of as being like as scary as a snake pit so. Well, okay, fine. If you're trying to, like, have a... Whether you're trying to have a, a, a wet snake pit or an eel pit, <laughs> the, the issue is not the pit itself, right? You, like, you don't have to work around it. Basically, you should just have more enemies over at your house, and they will be intimidating. That's kind of the issue. You just... When you have the pit, you have to have the excuses to use it, you know? You have to throw more enemy-based parties. Oh, so your 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 decorating advice is that you have presumably a, a wet snake pit at home right and you're like, always like oh man i wish i wish i could have people over and i would if i just didn't have this damn snake pit but you're like no no no, just have different <laughs> people over and the snake pit will do the work for you have bad guys over exactly that's what you were missing mm-hmm. well and now i know and so... now i know that if you invite me to a dinner party it's because you would like me to die in a snake pit <laughs> no or an eel an pit. Eel pit. i still have an side which i have <laughs> You want to take the danger of snakes and add the possibility of drowning. Thanks, Ez. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. Because my enemies might only have one weakness. I don't know what it is. <laughs> right? Because they might be able to swim, or they might not be afraid of snakes. But they probably won't be able to do both. Right. All right, well, that leaves Chris. Yeah, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Or major compliment? Yeah, my major compliment is uh, for the people of the future, right? I, this movie gave me a lot of optimism about the future. Um, so be, besides the prehistoric people, there are the pu- future people on the island in jumpsuits. And they wear these white kind of shiny jumpsuits. And they all have backswept hair. And it looks great. Um, but the best thing is that the jumpsuit doesn't have any visible zippers. So they've invented some kind of technology where they can go to the bathroom without having to take off the jumpsuit. Which is the only problem with a jumpsuit. But, well, the Overlord can teleport, right? So, like, he could just, like, teleport, you know, and, like, leave his poop somewhere along the way where he teleported. Oh, that's a, that's a future worth waiting for. <laughs> I'll hold it for that. Let's work technology. <laughs> hold it now. All right, now it's time to get into our regular segment, our anchor segment, our hate game. This week, we're going to be leaving, for future generations, some lovely hate paintings. Aww. Yeah, we're going to just draw them up and whatever that sticks around for a long time, carve them in the wall if we have to. Just leave something so future generations know what we hated 
in any order about this movie, your The Hunter from the Future. Okay, so at one point they're gonna um, celebrate your killing a triceratops with feasting and hunting, mm-hmm. and that makes no sense. And like for three reasons, like one, why would you hunt after you feasted? You know, wouldn't you right. have to you hunt in order to feast first? Because you're full. Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. Right. You, you are you trying to hunt it off or something like that. Like <laughs> I don't understand that. And the Hunting. other thing is like. Hunting is not like a a treat, you know. Like you have to do that to live. It's not like that's not like something that we only do on fun days. You do that every day because you have to survive if you don't hunt. Let us celebrate the completion of this ditch with more ditch digging. Exactly. <laughs> the reward is more ditches. That doesn't, make, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess it's just I love it that they haven't invented like recreational activities. So just like work is the only play thing. It's like, hey guys, you want to hunt? It's like, well, it's the only activity we have. So yeah, let's do that. Let's hunt. <laughs> Let's see, what have we done today? We hunted, uh, we ate some dinosaur, and we held our chop. I think that's all of it. Let's start over. <laughs> I just realized this whole movie's a metaphor for marriage. My mind is blown. <laughs> In that, that you're out of things to dinosaurs? <laughs> well, just like, you know the thing we already did? Let's do that again. <laughs> that the blood of your enemy makes you stronger? <laughs> well, we do drink the blood of our enemies in my house. Yeah. That's a little thing we do. <laughs> Um, I, I would say the incompetence of the uh, enemy that Yor has to battle. Yeah. Uh, at, at one, the first which uh, of the incompetent enemies? Fire people. Well, well, the first one would be the the blue people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the blue man group uh, who didn't shave. They he like moved some rocks and some water rushed through their cave, which looked to be about two feet tall. And their strategy was let's lay on the ground. And just see if we can drown as quickly as possible. That seemed to be like, oh, there's water up to our knees. Let's hit the ground. That's the best thing to do. And then uh, the second, the second one, the, the zombie desert mummy type people. They appear to be wearing uh, toilet paper wrapped around themselves, carrying torches. Yeah, that's how is that a good idea? And of course, he just immediately sets them all on fire. Where it's like, and, oh. and then all they do is lay down and burn to death. At no point do they do the roll part of stop, drop, and roll, which is the key ingredient no. to surviving being on fire. Stop, drop, and burn <laughs> right. to death is not a good strategy. Yep. As soon as the first flame lights on your uh, on your mummy suit, it's like, oh, it's over. I'll just lay down and yell. Can, can we talk about the, these like pitchfork torches they had? Because, like, here's the thing. I understand, like, pitchforks. I understand torches. But, like, if you combine them, you're going to, like, one, run out of, like, torch. And you're also uh-huh. going to run out of pitchfork. Like, you're going to lose both. Like, the pitchforks will, like, burn down to blunted things. And, you know, your torches will go out. Because pitchforks aren't supposed to burn for that long. It just doesn't make sense. You know, this is this is the issue with, like, you know, things that have two purposes, right? Like, like say, like, edible underwear. Because, like, if, like... If you eat it, you don't have the underwear anymore. That's right. Uh, right? And you're also... You need wait. both of the purposes. If you, you use says, underwear, then you don't want it as food anymore. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. I thought the point was, you like, she had underwear on, and you needed to take it off anyway, and you thought, why not snack? And then combine it. Like, you get both of those. So you're like, it's not... The goal is not for it to be good underwear. The goal is for it to be underwear that's movable by your tongue. But if it was really useful as underwear, you won't get to use it again. And if it's bad for underwear, why are you wearing it in the first place? Actually, this goes with my theory of never reusing underwear. That's why I buy a new pack every week and just throw away when I'm done. Is that true? Do it, do you, this do is the American version where you eat all of yeah, the underwear. Yeah, you use every part of the Hanes. Yeah. <laughs> you buy buffalo underwear, I heard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I do. I guess. Any underwear is edible if you're determined enough. 
The beginning of my sex game is like just choke it down. That's right. <laughs> Come on, honey. God, what is that? Through. Synthetic? Are these 100% cotton? Yeah, get busy. <laughs> All right. Uh, other thoughts, really quick. Also, at one point, they they've been traveling for I don't. They didn't really say time, but it seemed like a day or two. And and and, and they were like, "This is the first time you've seen the ocean, isn't it?" Like what? <laughs> What? Take a day trip. You never get out of like yeah, it's a day trip. <laughs> like <laughs> well, I don't know, guys. Why don't you head on over to the ocean one of those days? Yeah, it's like it's like those people who like live in New York and have never left New York ever. There's just so much to do. Yeah, right. There's look, guys. There's hunting and there's feasting. And there's raising your kids up and there's hunting yeah. again. When do you have time to go out? <laughs> <laughs> This ad was neither required nor approved by Amazon. Amazon, where you already buy everything. We now return you to your The Hunter from the Future. Hello, Peg. I am your. I don't know where I'm from. Well, that announcer just said you're from the future. I think he was talking about another your, The Hunter. It's not a very common name. What, and Peg is? Well, I know three Pags. There's one right now. Sup, Archery Peg. Oh, sub clubbing Pag? You going to Pagfest 3000 BC? You know it! Well, I didn't know about Pagfest because I am a stranger and I don't know where I'm from. You're from the future. It's super obvious. If it were obvious, there'd be a theme song going in the background saying how I'm from the future. That's been going this whole time. The hunter from the future. You're in a land without sutures. You're... Probably the other you're. There are no other yours. Sup, bald and stupid Pag? Sup, hurtful words, Pag. Well, if I was from the future, I'd have this medallion around my neck that's unlike anything people have ever seen before. You do have that. It's like you just started now paying attention to your life. Sorry, I was just too busy ordering things from read-weep.com slash Amazon. I get free shipping on a crate of blonde hair dye and nipple balm. Plus, it supports my favorite podcast. Okay, the fact that I don't know any of those words should be a tip-off that you might be from the future. Oh, I also bought Jeff Foxworthy's Your Might Be From The Future. If you use Amazon Prime when the best technology around you is rocks, your might be from the future. Your idiot from the future, your... Man, I hope other your doesn't hear that. Oh, sup, announcer, Pag. Go to www.read-weep.com slash Amazon and click on the link and shop as you normally do. You get to support our show, and you already shop at Amazon.com anyway. Uh, so, so now it's time for a regular movie segment. This is uh, this is lightning bonus round. Uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So the way lightning bonus round works is. It's nothing at all like the last two segments. Totally different thing. Uh, now, you're just going to give us uh, just, like, short bits, last things from this movie that you need to make sure people take away from it. And you just got to remember that when somebody says, lightning bonus round, your joke is over. At one point, um, Pag was like, hey, man, uh, I should probably go get my weapons I left over in the cave. And basically, the other people were like, nah, let's eat now, do it later. And Pag's like, Cool. 
<laughs> I just like that. No, you're right. It was good that we included that in this movie. <laughs> that was really important as a scene in this movie. <laughs> that established this important thing about Peg's character, which was that he likes eating. It's yeah, he likes good. eating and he's kind of a joiner. <laughs> All right, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So, uh, so uh, Yor kind of has bad luck for the people he joins. First he joins the, the great... The gray people. No, no. First he joins the hairy people. And immediately the yeah. entire tribe is killed, except for two of them, by an invading army. He Those were like ape men, I think. Right? Ape, ape, ape the, men? The, the guys attacking him? Yeah, the blue people that were like kind of like apish. Yeah, they were ape, 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 blue man group. Then he manages to kill all of blue man group. Then he goes to the desert, <laughs> kills everybody in the desert, goes to the future village, kills everybody in the future village, except a couple that survive with him. Do not let Yor hang out with you. Hunter seems a little more, um, I don't know, I guess, like, picky than Yor actually is. It's like, like, you're the everyone killer, you know? <laughs> he really is a one-man massacre. Right. You're the Rambo of the to. prehistoric era. After everyone dies, he will save you. <laughs> Yor, colon, your too little, too late. <laughs> yeah. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. I like the pitch. I like the original. I can just see, like... Hey, you know how that guy Thor has a hammer? Sharpen it. Uh, what if there was a dude named Yor with an axe? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and instead of modern day, let's put him. Let's make him fight a dinosaur. Uh, and good, yes, good. That, that bleeds barbecue sauce. All, yeah, bleeds barbecue sauce, and also uh, you know some some future uh, stuff too. By the way, I was going to save this for later from a compliment, but they did not skimp on the dinosaur barbecue sauce. <laughs> like they. Oh, he, he brutalized this guy. It was actually kind of <laughs> awesome. Like it wasn't like a one-hit kill on the dinosaur. He just like no, not even close. hits him, bleeds profusely, keeps attacking like a dinosaur would. Other eye explodes barbecue sauce. I mean, it was a brutal kill of a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, he pummeled that poor. It really dinosaur. makes me think about not eating dinosaurs in the future. I don't know. They're just really kind of a horrible way to kill dinosaurs. No, I just, that's the other thing. It was like, oh my god, if we actually had like like barbecued dinosaur, I bet that'd be awesome. A little tough, maybe some maybe stringy. Well, you braise it. Then. Well, the, you, here's like, the thing. You smoke it for a while. I'm not saying it wouldn't be delicious. I'm saying that I think we need to find a more humane way to kill dinosaurs if we're going to eat them. Oh, like that hug machine. <laughs> wait, wait for them to die in their sleep. Yes, exactly. I think if we let dinosaurs live a fulfilling life, uh, and then, what is it, braise them? Then, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here's the issue with that, Alex. Other dinosaurs will kill them towards the end of their life. Uh, and then we have to kill that dinosaur or wait for it to die. Like, you have to keep on, like, tracking well, no, the no, meal. Then, as long as you hold a fair trial for that other dinosaur, then you're allowed to kill it. Oh. That's all right. <laughs> Like, this, yeah, this is a confusing meal. Sure. No, this is why, like, you know how every Thanksgiving... There's a lot of due process for this you barbecue. You know how every Thanksgiving the president pardons a turkey, right? Yeah. What is that... Im- Which is, is that- weird, because what did the turkey really saying. do? What does that imply? Come. All turkeys are guilty of something that is punishable by death. That makes it easy to being eat Being delicious. <laughs> so yeah. you're pardoning this one of being delicious, so he's no longer legally delicious? Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. A- you know what? Yeah. Legally Delicious was my first AOL address. <laughs> <laughs> How does Legally Blonde 3's subtitle as well? Uh, lightning delicious. bonus round. Lightning bonus round. 
So there's a there's a part where uh, uh, Bur- Burnett Kalel, whatever um, Superman. Anyway, she she's Kala. like yeah. she's talking to the old man who she's had to hang out with for a while, and now she's seeing this new attractive man, and she can't understand her feelings for him. And she's like, "Old potbellied man, why is your different from the other men?" And he doesn't <laughs> answer properly because the real answer is pure animal magnetism. <laughs> he was there, speaking for you, Alex. I believe during that time is what I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, I mean, he's officially going on my list. <laughs> Your the yeah, he's on my list of three celebrities that I'm allowed to sleep with. That was one of my favorite lines yeah. in the whole movie, though. Why is your different than other men? <laughs> like, ever... who? What man doesn't want a woman to say that about you? That oh, would be yeah. the greatest. It actually sounded like something you'd say to Sater, like on other men. They are shaved chests and brunettes, but why is this man different? <laughs> I also like think like what if like well this is probably what they said about Quasimodo also like you know if say like Esmeralda was like very stupid and just like couldn't quite put it all together it's like man why is Quasimodo different from all other men it's like well you know pure <laughs> animal magnetism it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> he li- he lives in a church and he's a hunchback I, t- I don't know which one you're picking up on but they're both there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so with your I don't. Like, he's incredibly attractive, and he's murdered everybody who's ever come near him. Oh, I don't know which one you noticed. Why is he different? Because he's the only one left alive. That's why he's different. Yeah. The jungle setting makes me think this would almost work well as like a door of the Explorer bit. What makes him different than other men? Is it his eyes? No. Is it his hair? Well, yes. That works. Backpack. Can you is point it, of anything is, else? Is it his muscle, ripply shoulders? Is it the oiliness of his upper body? Is it his puffy blonde hair? Is it his doughy eyes that make him seem more sensitive than most hunters? Doughy? He has eyes sort of a doughy, doughy look think, about him, doesn't he? He has sort of like a... Like a like, dough, like, dough of the deer or yes, a yes. chubby fella? Like, yeah, or dough of the, the oh, okay, doughboy. I thought you meant like fresh. <laughs> he didn't have cookie dough eyes. He had like, he had these very feminine soft eyes that made him look sensitive. I'm getting a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Also, Yor apparently had the well, Yor apparently had the only toothbrush on the island. I don't know. <laughs> he was sparkling. Yeah, I want Yor's dental plan. Like, whoa, that's fantastic. You'd think chewing on dinosaurs, you'd get a couple of busted teeth, but he looked great. A lightning bonus round, right? Somewhere in there. Lightning bonus round. This is the slowest <laughs> round ever. What is it about this podcast okay. that makes it different than other podcasts? Is it Alex's <laughs> attraction to the raw animal magnetism <laughs> of Yor? Everyone gets one Yor, all right? Uh, when the sand zombies were attacking Yor, they all rushed him in a group. And I thought that sand people were supposed to ride single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> you knew but how many even sand more confusing, they only fought him one at a time when they had a whole group. Sure, right. to that hide their to numbers. Hi- that's to hide their numbers, yeah. To hide their numbers, yeah. right. It, it looked like the director said, line up so Yor can hit you. That was the that was the instructions they were given. Alex, would you be in that line? He's earned. He's it. really good blocking. I be, wait. You mean you mean like you mean like hit me or like hit me? Like is he gonna hit that? Is that what you mean? Oh, I'm so done. With this <laughs> line up, so, line up, so York can hit that. <laughs> I can't believe I pushed you too far, Chris. No, it's just. <laughs> It's just you're looking for it everywhere. That's all. I'm not looking for it. It's found me. <laughs> That's you don't look for your. He finds you. Yeah. 
lightning bonus round. So I know we have a lot of this your love fest going on, but he punches the head off of a motherfucking android. He does. Uh, he, he doesn't even know it's android at the time. So no. that's also what makes it great. But like he's just like, oh, I'm going to start punching heads off things, see what happens. <laughs> that's how you tell if it's an android. You punch its head off, and if there are wires <laughs> left. That would have made Battlestar Galactica so much easier to figure out which ones are the are the robots, right? You just punch the head off everybody. And then, <laughs> but how would you check yourself? That's the issue. <laughs> Before you wreck yourself, that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> lightning bonus round. Hey, yeah. so here's a lightning bonus round. Uh, so it, it, there's, the, there's the fight, with the ultimate fight with the super bad guy, where Yor is like, I will not use this laser, and he throws it. And then the bad guy has, I don't understand what happened, like a light bulb on his fist or something. Uh, yes. But I love, like, why fight fair, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like, I love that a guy walked up and was like, no weapons. And I was like, no, I just want to win. Pachoo! That's so much easier. You're evil. Why would yeah. you, like, why all of a sudden do you have to go with the no weapons thing? Yeah, for a guy, your who really had no idea who he was, where he came from, he had a lot of weird morals. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, I don't know anything about myself, but I do know this. I don't use lasers. <laughs> I fight mono on mono. That's right. Against a and guy. sometimes with giant candy canes. Because <laughs> that's great. Like, okay, so he's chasing after the overlord. Mm-hmm. And the overlord, like, um, gets away in this little, like, elevator. And someone's like, you can't shoot him with a laser. He's an illusion. And so he picks up, like, this giant candy cane that's, like, on the wall and just stabs him through this elevator and pretty much kills him. Because <laughs> you could totally stab, can- you know, Overlord illusions with candy canes. That's, like, that's okay. They hate that. They do hate it, yeah. It'll annoy them. They'll get pissed. There's... If you stab someone with a candy cane, you better kill them because <laughs> they'll come after you with a minty vengeance. <laughs> much much like a video game, no matter where Yor goes, there's always a weapon available, something to grab off the wall, yeah, there's a like there's to pull out. Extra bullets floating somewhere that you just walk through and then you have them. That's mm-hmm. what Yor's life is like. Oh my god, I just... Okay, how fucked up is Mario actually, right? Because here's the thing, like, <laughs> picture all these, like... Little like no. Pi- Wait, you're just realizing this. <laughs> no, s- picture all these turtles, right? Like walking around a line, mind their own uh-huh. business. Okay, you just stomp wait, on wait, one wait. of them. You grab their shell, like the carcass of them, and kill the other turtles. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but you, you're you're totally wrong about this. They're, they're snapping turtles. They're dangerous. I you guys, you guys are talking about Mario Hunter from the future. Right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh same same movie, but uh, big mustache. Yeah. And he kills the the hammer brother guy, and he drinks his blood, and he gets stronger. <laughs> he get he just takes the hammer to kill the other. I brother. like to think that if oh God, that if Mario took off his shirt in one of those games, it would just be beautifully shaven. And I think his nipples would have mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mustache if it's on your nipple. That's nipple hair, Ezra. That's a no. But if it's like if it looks clearly like a mustache, you'd still call it a mustache. <laughs> it, it's a nipple stash. You can yeah. that's, those exist. I guess that's what it would be. Uh, cool. All right, that, is, uh, that brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich, so we're going to go in reverse order this time. Uh, what's the last nice thing you're ever going to say about your colon, the hunter from the future? Chris, minor compliment. 
Oh, shit. Well, um, actually, I'm surprised nobody's complimented this before. Um, so, Pag is... Um, we already said that he's pretty good at something. But the most improbably good thing that he is at is swinging on ropes and being a trapeze artist. Yeah. He looks like he's somebody's dad. He's kind of tubby. So far, he just kind of walks slowly and has a bow and doesn't really fight hand-to-hand. But when Yor needs to get across a chasm... He swings across a rope, but then he needs to get back. And so what Pag does is he swings on the rope, flips upside down, and does a trapeze move to help, like, Yor across the, the gap, and then flip around again. And it's clearly a stunt I love, person. I love people using circus to get out of bad situations. <laughs> That's right. Wait, tell me some Climbing other options. Climbing on silks, like... breathing fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like There's... if... Like, if uh, if that evil guy has, like, cornered you, and your only option is to juggle four laser guns. Or in Escaping the Base, it's going to blow up. There's, like, 14 of you, but you only have a small, compact sedan. <laughs> or, like, I guess the eight men are going after you and just have, like, a riding crop and a chair, and you have to poke them with it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or for some reason, you need a bear to balance on a unicycle to get away. For some reason. More like for a very logical reason, I'm sure. <laughs> Right, like you're so there's a bear at one end of a rope swing, chasm, a chasm, and all he's got is a unicycle. Like, how else is he going to get away? He's not going to wait until someone gives him the other half of the yeah. bike. I mean, I think it's more just like, yeah. okay, we need a distraction and we need to escape. We only have time to do one, so. Yeah. Right, like, or like, you just, anytime you're like you're running, so like when the blue main group attacks, what if as they were escaping, there were a bunch of very large trampolines? And your only option is to do really cool trampoline flips away. Totally works. I also love that when he did the rope swing trick, he was very self-congratulating. He gave a little fist pump. Like, did you see that? Did you see the old man pull it off? (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Absolutely. He didn't think he was going to do it. He thought he was going to die. You know what? You know what, Chevy guy? You should go celebrate. Why don't you go hunt a dinosaur? (laughs) All right, Ez, what's your minor comment? Okay. I do love this uh, prehistoric logic. So um, they're talking about this little radio, I guess. And they said, it was thrown to us in an explosion. It might explode too. <laughs> <laughs> so they still hang on to it, but they keep it a little ways away. Yeah, and it turns out everything in their base explodes except the I radio. Know. Which is funny because they're basically like a tiki village. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, shooting a tiki village with lasers from a spaceship is a little overkill. A match would have destroyed that village. If only they lived near an ocean where they could throw the radio. If only they had been fish in a barrel, they would have been safer. <laughs> <laughs> also, that radio ends up, they, uh, Yor gets mad after the whole village is destroyed and throws the radio on the ground and, like, blames it for all of this by yelling, Damn talking box! Yes. Which is how I feel every time I listen to the radio. <laughs> Tell me the times you still listen to the radio, Alex. In rental cars. Oh. <laughs> why did Why did you turn down the uh, the third lady? Like the first two ladies he meets and love forever. The third one, it was like I give you my daughter as a reward. He's like, Nah, I'm good. Oh, uh, uh, Teresa or something. Yeah. Well, and she yeah she was the cutest of the three. I think the issue was he realized like we this is off camera, but like. Uh, Brunette's like, I will seriously cut and kill any other women you try to get with. He's like, Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do this one on the up and up. I'm probably <laughs> gonna maybe find her later on right. and not tell Brunette about it. I don't know. I think you gotta take your chances at that point. Yeah, you gotta be like, Well, Blondie, if that's what you're gonna do, 
like it's time to call down the gauntlet. Prove it. <laughs> I don't like when you give me ultimatum. Yeah. So here is my new S- wife. Stab or shut up. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> We've exactly. been together for two days, and I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my minor compliment is this. Uh, I really like. I like really distinct act breaks in films. I like when you like sort of can see how it's broken into three acts. In this case, it was broken really clearly into three acts by being three totally unrelated movies. Like the first ha- third being like Kalel's entire tribe being murdered. And then it's like part two is just a beautiful man in the desert trying to find himself. And then the third one is future eugenics android laser battle. Like just it's like it's like dusk till dawn levels of separation and how different. Well, you know, uh, according to Wikipedia, it was a miniseries. It was a four-part miniseries. What? Oh, that makes um, yes. So absolutely. you you did pick up on something that actually happened. I think is they it actually was, and they just kind of patched it together. Well, that's great. Except that I missed one of them somehow. Yeah, I don't see the fourth one either. Actually, I don't know what that one. Oh, was it? I guess it was Ocean Village Paradise. No, no, no. no the fourth one was they're stuck in the mirror house. <laughs> <laughs> Episode number four, Funhouse of Doom. It's so good. I, I could have watched that for. I could have gone on three times long. I would been very happy. They're just like, <laughs> all right, Gabe, your minor comment. What's the last nice thing? I'm going. I'm going with the music. Uh, it's the song. Yeah. Even there's the your song. It starts off. It almost kind of sounds like Queen, sort of in the beginning. Then it goes to mm-hmm. '80s yeah. uh, synthesizer techno. And then, like the first fight scene with the uh, with the dinosaur, it it sounds like when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. It's like this. It's like, <laughs> it's like this weird, like almost laugh tracky soundtrack where it's like, you know. Uh, so I I did I loved I did like the music. I was, every time that song came in, I was happy. I will admit that. Like, oh yeah, it's, there we go. Oh yeah. I I mean I'd like more '80s soundtracks to to adventure films because it's it like that power ballad thing really got me my blood pumping. That look just it watching him run around with that music it made me think I need to you know I, I could maybe on the treadmill I need a your soundtrack to motivate <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to t- hire that band to compose my own like exercising song. That's like <laughs> Alex. The decently in shape guy from the present. Uh. <laughs> awesome. All right. That is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about the book Live Free or Die by John Ringo. This book was sponsored by Kyle, who describes it as Republicans in Space. Wow. So it's sort of like an Anne Randian, uh, if, if instead of trains, she had gone with spaceships or something. That's my understanding. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, right? Very. I mean... Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> As are you excited? I... I'm very excited. No, because it wasn't like pigs in space, like a great part of the Muppets. So like it was. I mean, in space is a good way. Like if it, like if you were eating uh, Chinese food instead of trying to make it sexy at the end of your of your future, it was like your fortune. Mm-hmm. You you wanted it to be cool. You'd be like, yeah, you will be friendly and have lots of nice people in your life in space. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the the in bed is pretty good for that one as well, because you should be friendly. <laughs> 
It's basically the space laser cowboy equivalent of fortune space cookies. Space laser cowboy? What's that one? Yeah. Everybody wants to be a space laser cowboy, Alex. Why are there space cows that need lasers to keep them going where they're going? Best not to ask these questions, Alex. What do space cows eat? <laughs> There's no space grass. AstroTurf. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm so tickled by that. Nicely done. Eh? All this talk has confused your. <laughs> Alright, so join us next week for Republicans in Space uh, and also if you want to sponsor anything under the sun, uh, read nextweek.com slash sponsor and uh, oh again, just to uh, read the Amazon thing, we'll probably mention that every once in a while on the show now too Uh, read nextweek.com slash Amazon, just if you're buying stuff on Amazon anyway, why not give us a couple percentage points on that it helps us a lot uh, thank you so much for being here as always Chris and Ez oh, yeah. and uh, thank you for joining us Gabe it was uh, really great talking to you my pleasure RutledgeRadio.com oh yes RutledgeRadio.com that's uh, that's where the podcast is and that's it's you and your wife just being charming and divulging interesting things and uh, yeah it's a lot of oversharing but uh, people seem to enjoy it I certainly do, and I, I highly recommend this to, to people who have an interest in podcasts, which you clearly do because you're here. Um, yeah, it's really a really great program, and you, you are entertaining, and your wife is entertaining. I'm I'm jealous of that show because we do so much work to prepare for this show. Like we had to watch this whole movie this week. Next week we have to read an entire book, and you guys just right. like sit down and are as funny without the homework. What? Well, yeah. It's like we've been living the movie, Yor. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's it. We will talk to you all next week. Go check out Gabe's podcast, RutledgeRadio.com. Uh, and, and that is it. Bye, everybody. Gotta have something.